Good evening, and welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and tonight I am in focus with the director's cut. Listen, I know way more about movies than y'all do, so don't worry, I'm here to help you choose some. The music I'm listening to comes from Young Holt Unlimited. The song is Soulful Strut. You know how it is when you when you got that walk about you, you got that little swag with you, like you know what you're talking about. Well, movies are one of my things. And you know what else? You know what else? I'll tell you what else tonight. I'm so hyped because to know me or to see me once a week, you'll, you know I'm a, I love the Philadelphia Eagles. And today, my favorite Philadelphia Eagle of all time, Sir Harold Carmichael, was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I got his jersey on right now, and he signed the back of it. I don't know what it is about football that makes us kids again, but I'm glad it does. Okay, director's cut. I want to talk about movies. I have always loved movies. I'm from growing up in Philadelphia with a black and white TV in my room and those UHF channels that you could just see movies until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. All black and white, but it didn't matter. It made you focus on the movie. And, And I'm a dialogue kind of movie guy. But then in college, um, and a little bit after college, I worked in video stores, which gave me access to so many different genres of movies. Um, Foreign movies, uh, um, dramas, comedies, adult movies, so many different kinds of movies. It was just fun to learn. And from that, I would suggest to different customers, when they would come and say, what's a good movie? I kind of came up with, well, is there an actor you like? Is it a kind of movie you like? For me, it starts with the director. Understand any movie you watch, you're watching the vision of the last credit that's given on the screen before the movie starts. They'll give you all of these things about uh, audio design and executive producers and co-executive producers, but the last credit before the movie starts is the director's name because that's the vision you're watching. The story is the story. That's why movies can be remakes, because you can take that same story and give it a different vision. Well, I want to talk about some directors. And, and maybe you've seen these movies, maybe you haven't. I'm sure you know of all the directors I'm going to speak of, but I'm not sure you know of all the content they have. Um, for me, still there is still a great um, joy in going to a movie theater to see certain kinds of movies. Now, sadly now, well not sadly, I guess it is what people want to see. But most of the time, a lot of people just save the on-screen for the comic superheroes, which we have so many of. You can see so many movies like The Avengers, I don't know how many they've made, um, all the Batmans and the Supermans and the Spidermans and the, uh, now we have Black Panther and soon Black Widow and Poison Ivy. So many of these guys have made I'm making movies now. So there's a lot that you can see in the big screen. But for me, I still like watching a really good dialogue movie on the big screen. Okay, the first director I want to speak on, uh, this firstly, this is George Benson. And you know what about George Benson is amazing to me? Well, a few things. One, he lives in Hawaii. He used to live in Hawaii. I don't know if he still does. Number two, he plays the guitar as if it were part of his body, part of his speaking voice. He's that in tune with his instrument. 
And then when I found out when he started with this masquerade that he could sing, ah, oh, shit ain't just fair. That just don't make shit fair. The way he can play and the way he can sing, and he lives in Hawaii. Come on, George. I ain't mad at you though. Okay, first director. Might surprise you. Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck. Um, in total, he's only made five movies. Four of them, I've seen each one of them, and four of them would make me see anything he makes. See, here's the thing. I'm not, even though I might not be sure of the movie itself, I buy into who directs it, or lots of times who's the lead actor or the actress. Those kind of things. Um, comedy, drama, all that fluctuates with me. I can go back and forth on that. But if there's a certain actor in it, I probably would want to see it, or I probably wouldn't. Ben Affleck has directed five movies. The first one was his first movie ever made in 1993. Okay, here's the title. I killed my lesbian wife, hung her on a meat hook. Now I have a three-picture deal with Disney. That's the title of his first movie he directed. I'll repeat it again. I killed my lesbian wife, hung her on a meat hook. Now I have a three-picture deal with Disney. Never heard of it? Maybe the title is the reason why. But since then, he has four movies. Um, one which I just watched. Here's the other thing about really good movies. For most of us, you can watch them over and over again. It's relaxing to watch them over and over again. I did that with his movie, The Town, the other night. The Town, based on Charlestown, Charlestown, Massachusetts bank robbers. Great movie, great movie. He directed that with John Hamm. Um, another movie, Argo. Now, here's the other thing I think which makes him a really good director. Argo is a story about the Iranian, the U.S. Embassy being taken hostage in Iran. The U.S. Embassy in Iran was taken hostage. Um, 52 Americans, or 52 hostages for 444 days started, I believe, in 1979 and ended after Ronald Reagan was inaugurated as president. We all know this story. We might not know the details, how it was done, how it was worked out, and the Argo fuck yourself part of it, but we know the story. So as a director, when you can take a story that everybody knows how it ends, and you can make it so dramatic that it keeps you on the edge of your seat, even though you already knew how it was going to end, that's really good directing. And then you take that same story that everybody knows how it's going to end, and it becomes the best picture of 2013. Argo won the, the Oscar for best picture, which boggles the mind how he could not win for best director. And he was the lead actor in the movie. So, you're the lead actor, you're the director, it's your picture, it wins best picture, nobody else wins. Nominated six times, nobody else won. Um, Live by Night. Live by Night was a decent mob movie. A lot of underrated, flew under the radar. I don't know if it was marketed well, but it's Ben Affleck is a mob guy, really good. And Gone Baby Gone. Now those are the five movies he's directed. The first one, I ain't gonna repeat that title because it's too damn long. Um, the Town, Argo, Live By Night, Gone Baby Gone, which features his brother, Casey Affleck, who in truth is a better actor. A little bit better actor than Ben, 
but Ben directed the movie. And if you, you get you get the feel of the director when you watch his movies. I could watch it, whatever movie he directs next, I would give it a shot because I am sold on his on his style, the way he sees movies. Okay, that's Ben Affleck. Haven't seen any of those? Go see them. They're really good. Um, also, the town was the big break for Jeremy Renner, who was uh, his partner, one of his one of his partners in the town, who won Best Supporting Actor, won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Okay, um, Steven Sonderberg. Now. Steven Sonderberg has been around a long time, at least I would say 30 years. He did a lot of brown, his early movies were really brown breaking. Ground, brown, great. What am I saying? <laughs> his early movies were really groundbreaking. Got it. Groundbreaking stuff. Um, because of the time, they might seem like period films, but because of the time, he did two in particular that were, well, three. One was based on a true story. Um, he did. Uh, the first one, I believe, was Sex, Lies, and Videotape. This was groundbreaking in its time, in its subject matter. Right when people were starting to make home movies, we had VH, VCH machines, VCRs, and, and all that kind of stuff. Beta machines for a couple of years. But this was a really, really good movie on a really sober subject. Um, that was the first one. The second one was one called Traffic with, I believe, Michael Douglas and uh, Benicio Del Toro. Really good, really good movie about international smuggling and drug trade. One of the first now. This was like, I believe, middle 90s too. Maybe 2000. But it was a really, really good movie. The other one he did was based on a true story. Uh, Aaron Brockovich in which Julia Roberts won her Oscar as Best Actress, based on a true story about, you know, big company rips off small people, lawyer comes in, makes settlement, really, a really, really good movie, really good movie. And then there was other movies he did, uh, one with um, George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez called Out of Sight, a great movie based on a true story with Matt Damon called The Informant. Um, and then he went to the popcorn machine. Um, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, Magic Mike, Behind the uh, Candelabra, the story of Liberace. I'm not saying they're bad. I just wouldn't, didn't, nothing, two sides of him, which makes him a really good director. He's done two different things in completely different ways. Music I'm listening to now is uh, Bob James and David Sanborn. The song is Maputo. Bob James is really good. And David Sanborn is a great alto saxophone player, a great saxophone player, who I had the pleasure of meeting. I don't do autographs, but I shake hands and I had, I had the pleasure of talking to this guy, really good guy, from what I said, what I, when I was talking to him, he was. Okay, so that's Steven Sonderberg. Um, the next director, it's Carl Franklin. Um, Carl Franklin, and I'm not just putting him in because he is a black director from, I believe, Richmond, California. I'm putting him in because he made some different movies in the early 90s. He hadn't made a lot of them. But the movies he made really had a style of their own and really kind of, if you look at Tarantino's stuff, which came shortly after, 
You get a little bit of Carl Franklin in, to me in Quentin Tarantino. The first one, which I thought was really, really good, which a lot of you might have seen, is called uh, One False Move with um, Billy Bob Thornton and Cindy Williams. Cinda, Cinda Williams. Really, really good movie. Really good movie. Dip, just the way it was made was different. It's, it's, it had a pace to it that movies at that time didn't have. And again, one, if you've seen it, you understand what I'm saying about how it relates to movies like by Quentin Tarantino or uh, Sin City, stuff like that. But it was before that. And he was also big with um, Denzel Washington. Uh, Denzel did a couple of his movies, um, Devil in the Blue Dress in 1995 with um, Don Cheadle and Beals, Beals, Jessica Beals, or Jennifer Beals. He also did Out of Time in 2003. So by that time, Denzel's the man, so Denzel called his own shot, so I'm saying they wanted to work together again. That was a really good movie too with um, uh, Eva Mendez, and I believe it's one of the first roles for Sanaa Latham. Um, let me see, High Crimes with Morgan Freeman. So, Out of Time, One False Move, Devil in the Blue Dress, uh, oh, One True Thing, which he did with an all-white cast, and I believe somebody won Best Supporting Actor. Maybe it might have been Meryl Streep. Somebody in that movie won, 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 won an Oscar and High Crimes. Again, you would have never known he was a, well, he was just a film director. Let's leave it at that. And a very good one. Hasn't done a lot recently. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff recently. But I know that watching those movies, I said, this is different. Especially One False Move. If you haven't seen that movie, it's worth a look. It really is. Um, Devil in the Blue Dress. Out of Time. You could think Devil in the Blue Dress might be a Spike Lee movie in some ways. Um... Kind of like a more better, more better blues thing, but it was, it was Carl Franklin, and Carl Franklin always, again, some directors put a signature on things. His movies put signatures on things, and to work with the people he's worked with, and more than once, he's got a reputation that carries too. The other thing that made me think about this when I saw One False Move was how versatile an actor, and I'm talking about directors, but I gotta say, how versatile an actor like Billy Bob Thornton is. Um, if you've never seen his signature movie, Sling Blade, then what are you talking about? How are you gonna talk about movies? If you haven't seen Sling, Sling Blade, Billy Bob wrote the script, I believe he directed it, and he was the lead actor in it. It is just brilliant. He can morph himself into so many different images, not just voices. Um, his body image changes but that's an actor thing but again him with Cinder Williams and One False Move really good movie The Last Director now I'm going to preface this by saying from what I've seen of him when he's not making films he's butt crazy but when he's making films there's nobody like him to me in American cinema, there has never been anybody like this next guy. Um, not only making films, but acting them, acting in films. He has had so many different, let's say, uh, so many different personas, 
So many different things that, that you, could, you could call his own. So many different styles that once you think, okay, he's this kind of actor, then he's not. And I do say actor because he was an actor long for a long time before he became a director. And then he did both for a while. But in the meantime, there is nobody better in American cinema in my lifetime than Clint Eastwood. Plain and simple. There's nobody better than Clint Eastwood in movies. The other thing about this music I'm listening to, it's kind of hard to play one David Sanborn song without going to another one. And the second one I always go to is Chicago's song. I believe from 1987. This is David Sanborn. Man, he made the alto sax sing. And I'm an alto sax player. He made it sing. Makes it sing. Let me stop saying He makes it sing. This is Chicago's song. Okay. There are really good actors in American cinema. Maybe some are a little bit better than Clint Eastwood. But when you take acting, filmmaking, directing, producing, there is nobody better. We're not even going to get into all of the westerns when we thought we first knew him as a western-style movie actor. Um, the Outlaw Josie Wales, Pale Rider, uh, so, I believe um, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. So many different westerns he made. Um, and you thought, okay, he's a good cowboy actor because he was actually on a TV show. I believe it was, wow, was it Wagon Train? Some Some television show as a western when when he first came out that was his role but then in the 80s he became Dirty Harry and even directed some of those movies The Gauntlet Um, I can't remember all the Dirty Harry movies but Make My Day you remember the lines from the Dirty Harry movies that was Clint Eastwood the 44 Magnum to make my day as a direct as an actor Then he started making movies on a regular basis. Now, he still acts in them, which is incredible because the movies he makes are so believable to me. Let me just just give you a few. Um, The latest movie he's made is called The Mule. Now, what fascinates me about this movie is firstly, the storyline is believable. Secondly, Clint is presently 85 years old. And to make a vehicle for an 85-year-old leading man in a movie in 2019 that is so well made and so feasible and believable, it blew me away. It's called The Mule. Um, He carries drugs for cartels. You just have to see it if you haven't. It's worth it. But here's here's just recently. He also did Richard Jewell, which I haven't seen yet. But he has a thing for doing positive ending true stories now, which makes it so weird because he's so bat crazy personally to me. Okay, Gran Torino, I thought was brilliant. As insulting and as as inflammatory as it was, it's a brilliant movie, Gran Torino. Um, He did go back to his Western roots for The Unforgiven, which he won two Oscars for. Um, Best Picture, Best Director And Million Dollar Baby Where he won his other two Oscars for Best Picture and Best Director How he only has won four Oscars, I don't know Uh, But let me keep going American Sniper, um, Pale Rider Bridges of Madison County With Meryl Streep, my mother loved that movie Outlaw Josie Wales, A Perfect World With Kevin Costner, really good movie Um, True Crime, Blood Work 
Play Misty for me with Jessica Walters in the 70s. Great movie. Absolute Power with Gene Hackman. Mystic River with Sean Penn. There's some of his movies I can only watch once because they're so intense. Um, Million Dollar Baby is like that. Mystic River is like that. But he's the best for me. Anything, oh, 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 um, um, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Okay, based on true stories. Again, he's done a lot based on true stories. A lot of actors have done their best work with him. Sean Penn, Hilary Swank, who won two Oscars. Two. One for Best Actress in a Million Dollar Baby also. And, and, and to find out that, you know, I, I said, well, what's the net worth of this guy? He's worth about $400 million. And I looked at this thing before I go. I looked at this. Guess what? In entertainment, guess who makes the most money in entertainment? Who has made the most money in entertainment in our lifetime? Now, there's a lot of actors that have, that have that are, when I speak of their net worth, you know, from what is reported, people like Mel Gibson, $400 million, um, Tom Hanks is well worth over $300 million. A lot of people worth over three, $400 million. You ever heard the name Merv Griffin? Yeah, Merv Griffin. Merv Griffin was a talk show host that started in the Philadelphia, New York area when I was a kid. He wasn't a movie actor, but in entertainment, he came up with two shows, two game shows, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Both of them in their 50th year, close to it right now. Merv was the man, but that's another thing. Directors, look at the directors. If you like these directors and you like anything they make, I got more because I know my stuff when it comes to movies. I'm here to help. Talk to somebody. Let them talk to you. This is the Talk It Out Podcast. Have a good day, everybody. Talk to you soon. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly.